0: Bibles, everybody, remain standing for just one moment. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to Philippians chapter number four. Philippians chapter number four. Isn't it good to be saved, man? I'm glad to be in the Lord. Let me try that again. That didn't. Isn't it good to be saved? I, I, have you forgot where you're going if you ain't? It's good to be when you've been. It, when it's ninety degrees in October, it's good you ain't going to hell. Say, Amen. Amen. Got to wake y'all people up. All right. Philippians chapter number four, we're going to finish a series. Hopefully, hopefully, Lord's willing, we're going to try to finish this today. Uh, On the subject of peace, my soul, God is going to help you today. I promise you, God's going to help you today. If anything, if anything, you're going to learn why you don't have peace. And I know what you're saying. you say this is what you're thinking. I don't have peace because my spouse is a nutcase. That's not, that's not why you don't have peace. That's not why. I don't have peace because my kids are crazy. Not a parent said. That's not why. That's not why. I don't, I don't have peace because I'm constantly broke. I feel you. But that's not why either. I feel like I've been abandoned by everybody. That's why I don't have peace. No, that's not, that's not why. Listen, at the end of this thing, you're going to know why. And you say, well, what's that going to, how, how's that going to be good for me? Because you'll know what to do about it. Amen. Now, how many of y'all know that it's really important to live in peace? Yeah. Peace is so important. It is so important, especially in the world we're living in today. Thank God we can have his peace. Let's start in verse number four. We're just going to read just a few here. And then we'll, we'll we'll sit down, all right? Verse number four, Philippians 4, 4. Have you found your spot? It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at, at hand. Be careful for nothing. I mean, careful means anxious, worry. So it, basically he's saying don't worry about anything. Don't worry about, how I many of y'all are glad? <laughs> no, no. Let me change that. How many of y'all are irritated when somebody says, don't worry about it? I I, I, want to say, where's that switch? I'll push that button. Tell me. It's not that simple. But you know what he's saying? God is saying to you, don't worry about it. Now, I'm not going to hear it from my neighbor, but I better perk up when God says it. Amen? Now watch what he says. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep, the word keep there means to garrison to stand guard over our hearts and minds that's the same thing through Christ Jesus. Finally brethren, whatsoever things are true Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think. Say that with me. Think. Think. Say it again. Think Think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. That one word do means, it it means practice. I believe it's the Greek word prazo, which means practice. Practice. You, You practice these things. And, now we've done heard about the peace of God, now watch what it says. And the God of peace shall be with you. Now I want you to skip to verse 13. Skip to verse 13, we're going to read a couple and then we'll we'll pray. Verse 13, are you there? I can, come on, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, okay? Now skip down to verse 19. Get down to verse 19. Now read it with me. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for the worship this morning. Thank you for the good crowd that's here. We're hungry. Lord, we're hungry. We desire to hear from you. Lord, we, we have the information, we have the, the, the truth, we have the word, the scriptures, and the knowledge, and the, and, and the outline, we have all that, but now we need your unction. We need the Holy Spirit to touch it. Lord, help us, Lord. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. and Lord, don't let me forget anything I should. I pray that your perfect will be done, and Lord, we'll thank you for it, in Jesus' name, and all God's people say it, amen. amen. You may be seated. Let, let's, let's do a very short, short, short review of last week. We, we started last week dealing with this subject, having peace in our heart, peace in troublesome times, peace in perilous times. The Bible says in the last days, perilous times shall be upon you. Perilous means dangerous. Perilous means difficult, right? Uh, it's going to be bad. You shall have much tribulation. Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. And we, we know all of this stuff's going to be. The world's not going to get any better. None of this environment, atmosphere is going to get any better. It's going to get worse and worse and worse until the Lord comes. And and so we have to live in that mess. We have to live in all that garbage. But God said we don't have to live in it without Peace. We, we may have to work in it and we may have to live in it, but we don't have to suffer through it. We can live in peace. And here's what he said. The first step to having peace, living in peace, having the kind of peace that passes all understanding, being able to lay your head, no matter what's happening in the world, you can lay down and know everything's gonna be all right. First, you have to have peace with God. Say that with me. You have to have peace And we learn that that God is at war with sin, right? God is at war with sin. He's angry with the wicked every day. The justice and righteousness and the, listen, uh, the fiery indignation of God is going to come upon sin and unbelievers that are uh, are living in unrighteousness. So God is at war with sin. And therefore, if we're all sinners, for all of sin and come short of the glory of God, that makes us enemies with God. But thank God, the mediator, The go-between, the one who made the treaty for us, Jesus Christ, reconciled us back to God, sinner with the Savior. Somebody say amen. Amen. He's brought us back together. And now we are not enemies anymore. We are friends because we have, what does it say? By faith, we have peace. Peace with God. We're on good terms. How many of y'all know you can't be on good terms this way Or have peace this way till you have peace this way. You say, How do you know that? Because because everything horizontal is going to cause you not to have peace. If you don't believe me, turn on the news. Everything, everything in this atmosphere, everything in this world is going to produce chaos, turmoil, all right, distress. So where is our peace going to come from? And I'm going to prove that. When when it's all said and done, you're going to see that. So we have to have peace with God. We have to be believers. You have to know Christ. You're not going to have the peace of God until you're at peace with God. If that makes sense, say amen. Amen. All right, now let's jump into this. You say, preacher, I'm saved. I'm born again. I know Christ is my Savior. I've repented of my sins. I've turned to God. But my life is a mess. Why don't I have peace? Let's see. Let's see. What's the Bible say? Here in Philippians chapter number 4 and verse number 4. Here's what I want to do. I want to give you two points. I'm going to give you two points and a conclusion. Okay? The first point is our responsibility. These are the steps that we take. Y'all know I'm a very practical preacher. I like one, two, three, four. Tell me how to do it. Don't tell me it should be done. Tell me how to do it. Amen? Yeah. I, I, I want to know. Just tell me how to do it. I'm going to give you these four things. This is our responsibility. As a, now, I am, I am, I'm, I'm taking for granted here that you're saved. Because if you're not saved, let me just tell you this. If you're not saved, these are not going to matter to you. It's going to be insignificant to you. Because you're still at war with God. And you have to have peace with God first. You have to trust Him as your Savior first. So you don't even need to worry about none of this stuff till you come to Christ and you give Him your life. Amen. So this is talking to the saved folks in here. Yeah. This is those who are, are believers. You're born again. You know you're saved. Preacher, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to have peace in my life? Okay, look here, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. These are the actions. If you're taking notes, number one, we see the actions necessary for peace. The actions necessary for peace. What do I need to do? First, you need to learn to praise. Write that down. You need to learn to praise. It says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, now most people think rejoice. Now, yesterday, yesterday, my Florida Gators beat the LSU Tigers are y'all with me I had joy unspeakable and full of glory I was shouting and hollering and screaming and everything and I, I had a little letdown when he threw that interception but other than that that was just a, a, a bump in the road say amen now I was shouting because my circumstances were producing now that's not what this is talking about that's what, is. how many of y'all know, how many of y'all know when everything's going wrong in your life, you can't manufacture a feeling? I mean, all hell's broke loose in your life. Everything's gone wrong. Everything is a mess and you don't know what you're going to do. And somebody tells you, hey, have joy. Okay. How many of y'all figured out that you can't manufacture that? You can't just work that up. Okay, I'm going to be happy now. My life's falling apart. Everything's going wrong. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's not what he's saying. That's not what this means when he says rejoice in the Lord always. So that means in the storm, in the valley, as well as the mountain. Let, Let me give you this definition. This joy that he's talking about here. It is not a purely human emotion or feeling in this particular passage. Watch this. It's a deep down confidence that God is in control of everything for the believer's good and his own glory, all is well, no matter the circumstances. Now, let me put it to you this way. Jesus is praying. He's in the garden. He's praying, and and his sweat becomes as great drops of blood. He is under such stress. He is under such pressure. He is agonizing in prayer, and he's saying this. He said, Father, if there be any any other way, he said, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thine be done. Are y'all with me? and then as he knows that this is the Father's will, this is not going to change. This is the direction God the Father wants. He has a confidence in his Father that his Father knows best and everything's going to be all right. and everything's going to be here's the thing. Rejoicing in the Lord is praising him even in the pain, even in the peril, even though everything's falling apart because down deep in your soul you know that God loves you with every fiber of your being. He knows every hair on your head and he's got a purpose and a plan for your life and he's not going to let you go through any trial without a purpose and God knows best and everything's going to be alright when it's all said and done hey Romans eight twenty eight. For all things, say it with me, for all things, say it with me, for all things. That means the good things, but it also means the bad things. It means the happy things, but it also means the sad things. For all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. No matter what's happening in your life, you have a God who is still in control. He hasn't dropped the beat. No, sir, his hand is on the thermostat and everything's going to be okay and even though everything's falling apart you can praise him you can rejoice because you can say this I don't know why this is happening like like Job in the Old Testament I don't know why I'm going through this I don't know what's going on in my life but I know my redeemer liveth and he's just saying that the latter day on this earth and though the skin worms destroy this body of mine yet in my flesh I shall see God you can rejoice Learn to praise Him. I don't feel like it. That's when you need to do it the most. You know, we sing this old song. Count your many blessings. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Listen, that's, that is so scriptural. That is so biblical. Because what happens is we get into mullet We get to thinking and focusing on our problems and focusing on our issues. And we forget to think about all He's already done and what he's promised to do. But when you start counting your blessings, you'll find out he's already been better to you than you deserve. So what do we need to do, preacher? How can I start living in peace? Learn to praise him. Learn to praise him. Learn to praise him. Well, I don't know what to praise. Well, then start reading your Bible. You'll figure it out. Let all that hath praise the Lord. If you woke up this morning, that's your first reason. Amen. See, I done gave you number one start, head start right there. Yeah. And you haven't even thought twice about getting up, and he gave you the breath to get up. Right. Amen. Amen. I got to hurry. Praise. Rejoice in the Lord. Come on. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. He, he, he emphasizes. He says it again. This is a confidence this is, not a, this is not a manufactured feeling. This is not a, uh, listen, just a simple emotion. Are y'all with me? Amen. Because the circumstances determine that. Yeah. If, if we'd have lost by 40, I wouldn't have felt what I felt. Right. See, we're all basing our joy on circumstances. Yeah. God's peace is not determined by circumstances. Amen. It's a deep confidence that he knows what he's doing. I don't know why this is going on. I don't don't know why I got to go through this, but I know when he's through with me, everything's going to be all right. So I can praise him. I can rejoice. I can rejoice. So the first step to having peace in my heart is learn to. Come on, everybody. Learn to. Look at the second one. Look at the second one. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. It says be careful for nothing. Don't worry about it. There are so many times, I'm not going to go into them because I don't have time, but so many times Jesus said, what are you worried about? Why are you worrying? You can't even add an inch to your stature worrying. Worrying is like a rocking chair to give you something to do but won't take you nowhere. (laughs) Right? Right? So why even? Let your requests be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Right? Let your request be made known unto God. Now, now, what do you think number two is going to be? We got to learn to praise, but then we got to learn to pray. pray. It will blow your mind the amount of people that come to my office, and the first thing is, have you prayed about this? Uh yeah. guys, when it falls apart in your life, OMG is not praying. And let me tell you this, too. Let me tell you, if you don't know what it is, ask a 10-year-old. They'll tell you. (laughs) Worrying is not praying either. Just sitting, thinking about it, contemplating and worrying over it. He said, I've been praying about it. No, you haven't. You've been worrying about it. Come to him. What does he say? Let your request. That is a specific request. We got to learn to be specific with God. God, this is my need. How many of y'all know there's a big difference between praying for the lost and praying for Uncle Junior? It's totally different. God wants you to bring your specific request to him, to him. We got to learn to pray. Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be open unto you. Right? Come on. Pray. Man, the, 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 the early apostles in the early church were people of prayer and they got things done. We got to learn to pray. Let your requests be made known unto God. Tell God your problems. Tell God your issues. Tell God your worries. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. I got a lot to talk about today, so I'm not going to get it. Let's start praying. Start talking to God. Start telling your problems. You got a bill? Tell Him about it. Tell Him the exact amount in detail. Tell him the exact need that you have, whatever the issue is. What are you wanting from him? Learn to pray. How we go, what do we need to do? Remember, I'm talking about our responsibility. These four things are our responsibility, and we're going to talk about what God does. Yeah. Okay? First, we've got to learn to pray. praise. Then secondly, we got to learn to pray. pray. We've got to learn to pray. Listen, and it says, if we'll make our request known unto God, that the peace of God, that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then it says this, finally, my brethren. Finally, my brethren. And then it goes into a list, right? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest and a good report and lovely and all these things that are listed here. He says, think, say that with me. Think, think that means focus, concentrate on these things. Yeah. On these things. As I look... <clears throat> Here's here's something so important. Here's something so important. Now, I I don't want to embarrass nobody. I don't want to embarrass nobody. But the Bible says this. Thy word is. Come on, everybody. Thy word is. Truth. 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 What does this Bible teach us and tell us? Everything about God that he wants us to know. This is about God. This is about Christ primarily. Yeah. Jesus is the theme of this Bible. He's the treasure of this Bible. Are y'all with me? Amen. He is, listen, from Genesis to Revelation, you can find him. He's here. The volume of the book is spoken of me, he says. Amen. So, what is he saying? He says, think on these things. What things? The truth. The truth. The truth. What is the only thing that we know to be true? It's not politicians. Hey, your friends can lie to you and not even mean to. Man is not infallible. We only have one infallible thing on this whole planet. It is that Bible that is sitting right in front of you. And you know what he's saying? Focus on the truth. Focus on the truth. Think on the truth. You cannot have peace in your heart if you're focused. Now watch this. Things that are lovely. Things that are of good report. What does that mean? Good news. Good news. Watch this. Watch this. Everybody pay attention. Up in the back. How many of y'all, be honest, don't lie, don't lie. You're going to get indigestion you're going to have a flat tire when you get out in the parking lot. Be honest right here. Be honest. How many of y'all watched? How many of y'all watched or seen some of that Supreme Court stuff? Come on, raise your hand. Raise your hand all over the building, all over the building. How many of y'all got all hot and bothered by it? Uh huh. You know what that is? Negativity. 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 Right? The more I watch it, the matter I got. Matter I got. And you know what? I was focused on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a lie. Fake. Fake news. Fake news. I'm sorry I'm being transparent. Now watch this. Watch this. Uh listen. Do you know why? You know why? It's all negative on the news. That's what sells. If if a cub scout helped a granny lady across the road while saving puppies on the way, that would not be in the news. You know why? It's not negative enough. It's got to be negative. It's got to be bad. It's got to be chaos. It's got to be tragedy. We need this because we zero in on this and we focus on this. And we wonder why it's garbage in and garbage out. We wonder why our mind is so focused on negativity and distress and chaos because that's all we are ingesting. And God is saying you need to start focusing on the truth. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting on anybody because I was glued myself. I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to you. I'm just telling you, if we will start focusing on the truth, what is the truth? My God shall supply all of my need according to my riches and glory. What is the truth? That he is the king and he is on the throne and no matter what happens in Washington, God is still in control. I need a witness today. We need to focus and think about what, you say a oh, preacher, I just can't watch the news without getting bothered. Well, turn it off. Yeah. Right. Oh, I tell you what, there's just so much drama, so much drama, so much drama, 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 All over social media, Facebook, is just up drama. Turn it oh. off. Right. Right. Hello. Now, I ain't going to get on that, because if I get on that, I won't finish, but <laughs> am I telling the truth? He says, think on these things. What things? Lovely things. Lovely. True things. The only place we know it's true is God's word. And watch this. Watch how this works. And this is going to make so much sense at the end of this thing. The word of God is true. Right? The first thing on the list, whatsoever things are true. What is the only thing that we know is true no matter what? God's word. And God's word is all about God. So what is he saying? Learn of me. Study me. Get to know. Let me tell you why some of us are in so much turmoil and don't have no peace. You don't even know the God you say you believe in. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Really? He fed 5,000 with one little lad's lunch. He took 2 million people through a desert. I've been to that desert. There's nothing there. And he fed all of them and kept them all good and kept their clothes good. I, I go through a pair of shoes every three weeks. Their sandals didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. And you're, you're worried that he's going to take care of you. You know what that tells me? You don't know him. Amen. Somebody said something to me this week. And I said, obviously you don't know me. Because you wouldn't have thought that if you really knew me. Amen. You, you with me? And we're in, anyway, anyway, I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Listen, the actions necessary for our peace is first learn to praise, learn to pray, learn to ponder, that's think, ponder, pondering, I'm pondering, I'm thinking, you got to learn to think. You're going to think about whatever you ingest. The eyes and the ears are the gateway to your mind. How many of y'all remember that little kid song we sang, be careful little eyes what you see, be careful little ears what you hear, right? Why? Because we know that goes to your mind, and that's what you contemplate. That's what you're downloading. That's what you're thinking about. The other day, the other day, I I, I woke up, I woke up, one one day, I was, listen, this was like, this was like, I don't know. Uh, 5.30 in the morning 3.30 in the morning I don't remember it was real 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 early 3.30 in the morning and I woke up in a dead panic I was running from Russians a Russian sub running to one of our Russian subs and they was parachuting down just like in Red Dawn and I was running baby you know why I watched a Russian sub movie right before I went to bed I downloaded that information and I was running all night hey man they ain't getting me now, I know that's a little humorous, but that's the way this works. Right. You can't fill your mind with negativity. Everything you read, everything you hear, everything you see, and expect to have peace in your heart. Right. Amen. Anyway, see, y'all Y'all so self-righteous. Y'all don't never do nothing. I know y'all ain't never run for no rushing. Amen. <laughs> I did. <clears throat> All right. Praise, prayer, pondering. And then look at verse 9. This is going to really, yeah, I'm going to get some of y'all right here. Verse 9. Look at verse 9. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. What's that next word? Do. Do. That means practice. So that's that's what I want you to write down. Practice. What's the key to having peace in my heart? Praise, prayer, pondering, and practice. What am I practicing? Right righteousness, holiness. Paul's saying, do what I do. Live like I live. There probably wasn't many people close to God as Paul was. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? It means this. It means this. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Everybody pay attention. Pay attention. You cannot live in disobedience and expect to have peace in your heart. Let me say it again. Some of y'all got a little shaky right there. How many of y'all, how many of y'all had a parent that uh, expected you to have a good report card? Come on, raise your hand. Good. I mean, we, 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 we wasn't even allowed to have C's. I mean, there's nothing wrong with average people. Nothing. But if we came home with a bad report card... How many of y'all remember that feeling? Some of you smart people. No, I never had one. (laughs) You did something. Remember that bus ride home? That anticipation? Y'all do know the anticipation of death is worse than death itself. In other words, that thinking about that whooping you're going to get is really worse than the whooping itself. All the way home, you're, oh. You have anything but peace. Yeah. Right. What's the point? You really think you're going to have peace shacking up with somebody you ain't married to? Right. Amen. Do you think you're going to have peace having sex out of wedlock? Come on, brother. Do you think you're going to have peace with unforgiveness in your heart? Be careful praising and amen and all that. I'll get to you directly. <laughs> it's easy for us to look down on somebody living together, but we've got a grudge against that person on the other side of the pew that we've had for years, and we think that's okay. Well, gossip like crazy. you got a tongue that will reach from here to the other side over there. That's what a lady came to the preacher and said, preacher, I got I'm a gossip. I'm just a gossip. I need to repent. He said, well, just lay your tongue on the altar. We got 30 foot of it right there. <laughs> well, some of y'all are mad now. You, you ain't never coming back. That's okay. But you know why you don't have peace now. We can't live outside of God's will and, and knowledge and knowing we're being disobedient to him and expect to have peace. Amen. Watch this. You know what the, right after it says do practice? It says and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. What is it that's giving you peace? The God of peace that is with you. Watch this now. If we say that we have, 1 John chapter 1, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. You can't walk in darkness. You can't walk in the shade and expect to have fellowship with a God who is light. Why don't I have peace? Because he's light and you're in the darkness. And the peace that you need is coming from him. He is our peace. You can't run around crazy all week long and come in here and fall on the altar in tears and expect God to give us peace when we've acted like an idiot all week long? Amen. Amen. Right. Come on, brother. We gotta practice. Man, there's no feeling like coming home with that bad report card. But there's no feeling like coming home with a good one. I have peace with God. I come into that door like Kramer on Seinfeld. Say amen. Bam. You have confidence. Some of us are walking around and we don't have no peace because our own conscience is eating us alive. You're not going to hear this on TV. Listen, you can't. Live like you want to live and expect God to give you peace. we got to praise. we got to pray. we got to ponder. we got to practice. Those are the actions necessary for our peace. Now, let me give you some assurance. If we do those things, if we do those things, let me give you some assurance. There's three things. There's resources that God has given us that we find in this same chapter. Three different things. It's gonna assure us of the peace that we need if we have the God of peace with us. First, first, what resource do we have? In let's see. Let me go back to verse number five. Verse number five. Let Let me let me go back. I got ahead of myself. Let me prove my point. Well, I don't think God cares how we live. Okay. Let me give you some verses. Let me give you some verses on that practice, living right. Proverbs 28.1 says, The wicked wicked flee when no man pursueth. What does that mean? When you've got sin in your heart, you're always doing this. You're running when nobody's even chasing you. Come on. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Watch this, Isaiah 48.22. There is no Peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Watch this. Hebrews 12, 11, this is the the whooping chapter. Y'all with me? In Hebrews, when it talks about God's chastening and God purging his children, getting their attention, the whooping chapter, that's, that's what this is. Watch what the end of it says. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless... Afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable, say that with me, the peaceable, say it with me, the peaceable fruit of righteousness. What is he tying together? What is he tying together? Peace and righteousness. What comes from righteousness? Does this make sense? Listen, that's so important. Because we need God's peace with us and the God of peace with us. If we're walking in darkness, we don't have that. Now, what did God promise? Look in verse, look in verse number five. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Say this with me to the last part. The, the Lord is at hand. The very first promise and resource that he gives us in this chapter is his presence. I used to think this word, I used to think this word at hand means he's fixing to come back. Because I heard it preached that way. You know, the Lord's almost, he's almost, we need to, we need to hang in there because his, he's about to return. His coming is at hand. That's not what that means. That's not what that means. At hand, at hand means this. Uh, come on up here, doc. This is what at hand means. Come on up here. We're going to act like you're Jesus. <clears throat> I know it's a stretch, but do what you can. <clears throat> All right. He's in my life group. I can say what I want to. Amen. All right. At hand, I'm I'm in trouble. This is Jesus. He is within reach at, I can put my hand on him. More specifically, he can put his, say me. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Do y'all remember when Peter was walking on the water? Y'all remember when he's in the boat, there's this major storm, huge storm going on. And here Jesus is walking on the water. And Peter says, can I come out there where you are? Can I come out? Oh, yeah, come on. He steps out of that boat and he's walking on water. and, And we don't know how far he was. He may have been 100 yards, 200 yards from Jesus. But the Bible says that the waves rose up. The wind got boisterous. And all of a sudden, he took his eyes off of Jesus and looked at his storm. And he began to sink. And it says he cried out. And this is what it says. Immediately, Jesus was there. What does that mean? It doesn't matter how far away you think you are from God. When you cry out unto him, he is at hand. In your deepest sorrow, in your deepest need, in your deepest valley, in your darkest day, he is at hand. When you are fighting the enemy, when you are fighting your fears, when everything is going wrong in your life, God has promised he is at hand. How many of y'all are glad of that? Now watch this, watch this. Ho, ho, stop. Watch this. I was doing some research. I was doing some research. And, and, and they had a list of the greatest fears. There's public speaking, spiders, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Snakes. I mean, you know, all of these phobias and fears. In the list I found, do you know what the number one fear of man was? Being alone. Being alone. And you know what Jesus said? I will never. Say it with me. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I learned I learned from Miss Cindy Reese this week that word forsake means to reject. There's nothing worse than the feeling of rejection. And that promise is this, that God will never leave you and he will never reject you. He will never forsake you. He will be with you to the dropping off point. It doesn't matter. He will be with you. You are never alone. I don't care what this world does. I don't care what your family does. It is insignificant. God will walk with you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. He said, I'm going to be with you. Wherever you go, I'm going to be with you. Wherever you are, I'm going to be with you. The psalmist said this. If I make my bed in hell, thou art there. If I go out into the depths of the sea, thou art there. It doesn't matter where I am. There you are. Say amen. Hallelujah. His presence. His presence. Oh, preacher, I feel his presence at the church, but you can feel it in the car. You can feel it in the hospital room. Listen, you can feel it in the jail cell. It doesn't matter. Listen. John, the, 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 the apostle John was in a dungeon on the Isle of Patmos and God shows up and gives him the revelation. He feels the presence of God. It doesn't matter where you are. Paul and Silas is in the prison and they waited till midnight and they begin to pray and they begin to praise God. Oh, the presence of God came down and broke them all out. Say amen. amen. We have his presence. His presence is so important, but not only his presence. Thanks, Don. You did a good Jesus. amen. Well, I says hurry, hurry, write this down Write this down What does he say? The Lord is at hand That's his presence Then the next verse You remember we skipped a couple verses The next verse says this It says I can do all things I can do all things Through Christ Which strengthens me See we not only have his presence But we have his power What power do we have? According to Jesus, he said, I have all power. And if he has all power and I have his strength, tell me what it is that's taking peace from you that you don't have power to overcome. I'll tell you what takes peace away from us, problems that we can't solve. But you know what that that just said? We have power. We have his power. You're not facing your problems alone. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Amen. Then then, then this is the next one. This is the next one. This is a biggie. In my mind, I I thought it should have been higher on the list of fears, of financial problems. But you know what he said? He said, but my God shall supply supply all of your, according to his riches and glory. I'm glad Jesus is not writing checks off my account. I'm glad he's not supplying my needs according to my ability to meet them. He is supplying my needs according to his ability. I'll just worry about my finances. Then you don't know him too well. Because the Bible says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He spoke this world into existence. He said, let it be, and it was. When they were hungry, he took one lad's lunch and fed thousands. When they didn't have no money to pay their taxes, they go fishing. There'll be a coin in his mouth. Son, I'm going to get me a fishing rod. <laughs> he can. He has the supply. Right. He can meet our financial need. Look what, this, look what the psalmist said. Look what the psalmist said. Look here. This is so good. I love this one. I love this one. Psalm 23.1, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. The word want means lack or fail. I shall not lack. Psalm 34:10 The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want, or lack any good thing. Psalm 37:25 I have been young, and now am old; yet not have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Matthew 6, 25, Jesus speaking. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought. Don't worry about your life. What ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on is not the life more than me and the body more than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in the barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than? Amen. Woo, say amen. amen. Now if you're upset because God didn't pay the payment on your Mercedes, Your problem is not fear, a lack of peace. You got a lack of contentment. Yeah. Because if, you can, if, you're, if your affordability is a Yugo <laughs> and you're riding in, in, in a Mercedes, you need to get that right. Because God didn't promise nothing about that. Anyway, that's a whole other message. I don't have time. Say Amen. Here's a conclusion. Here's a conclusion. Let me finish it up right here. i got to finish. Here's a conclusion. If we can't have peace till we have peace with God. We cannot have the peace of God nor the God of peace until we have peace with God. A, here's a conclusion. Here's, here's, Here's five things I want you to remember. Don't expect peace if you're not saved. Don't expect peace if you're not saved. B, don't expect peace if you're neglecting praise. If you're laying out of church every other week, if everything else has become more important, you ball and baseball and hobbies and everything else, and you're laying out of church all the time, quit whining about not having peace. Please do that. Quit, quit whining, quit complaining, and quit blaming God because you're, you're living in turmoil if you're neglecting to praise Him. Because He said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together even more. Until the day of His coming. Why? It's getting worse and worse. You don't need less and less of this. You need more and more of this. If you're neglecting praise, don't expect peace. C, don't expect peace if you're neglecting prayer. Don't expect peace if you're neglecting prayer. D, don't expect peace if you're neglecting the scriptures. How are you going to have the God of peace if you don't know Him? E, don't expect peace if you're living in sin. Don't expect peace if you're not saved. Don't expect peace if you're neglecting praise. Don't expect peace if you're neglecting prayer. Don't expect peace if you're neglecting the scriptures. And don't expect peace if you're living in sin. Here's the summary. If you're living without peace, one of three things is a problem. If you're living without peace, one of three things is a problem. And I'm going to prove it. Either you don't know Him. You don't believe him or you don't obey him because if you know him, you would have peace. If you knew how great and how mighty and how powerful he is, if you knew how much he loves you and had a plan for you, you wouldn't be in turmoil. So one of three things is going on. If you're living in turmoil, if you're living without peace in your heart, you're either doing one of three things. You either don't know him, you don't believe him, or you don't obey him. And all God's people said. John MacArthur wrote this. Knowledge of God is the key to rejoicing. Those who know the great truths about God find it easy to rejoice. Those with little knowledge of Him find it difficult to rejoice. The Lord who is near is the almighty, true, and living God revealed in Scripture. Those who delight themselves in His holy power... Uh, his love, his wisdom, and cultivate a deep knowledge of him by studying and meditating on his word will live by the foundation of that truth and be spiritually stable and have peace. Because of the presence of God, believers are to be anxious for nothing. Nothing is outside of his sovereign control or too difficult for him to handle. Now watch. Let me give you two verses to prove everything I just said. Two verses that prove everything I just said. If you're living without peace, either you don't know him well enough. I'm not saying you're not saved. You get me? I'm not saying you're not saved. Some of you, it might be the case. I'm just saying you neglected the scripture so much, you don't even know who you're singing to every week. You either don't know him, you don't believe him. When he said, I'll supply all your need. When he said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. When he said, I'll be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Hello? Either you don't believe him or you don't obey him. Now watch. Here's why. Isaiah 26, 3. Isaiah 26, 3. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. Thou will. Come on, everybody. I'm almost done. We're going to pray right after this. Thou will keep him. Say that with me. Keep him. Keep him. That means stay in it. Thou will keep him. Everybody, come on. Thou will keep him in. Perfect. How many of y'all need that? Amen. How many of y'all want to be kept in it? Yes. Even when the trials come. Yes. Even when the tragedies come. Even when the difficulties come. I want to be kept in perfect, perfect peace. How's that going to happen? Whose my is. Say it with me. Say Amen. amen. If our mind is on him and our mind stays focused on him, we're going to be in perfect peace. What's everything are true? What's true? His word. What's his word? All about God. Amen. If we stay focused on his word, which is all about God, and we know him, that gives us a deep knowledge of him. And if we focus on that, we're going to be kept in perfect peace. Say it with me. Peace. Why? Watch this next verse. Watch this next verse. Why? If we keep focused on him, if we keep thinking about him, if we keep in fellowship with him, if we keep in his presence, if we do that, we're going to be kept in perfect peace. Why? For he is our peace. That's why. That's right. Peace is not a million dollars in the bank. Right. Millionaires kill their every day. Peace is not having the perfect mate. There ain't one. Peace is not having the perfect children. They show ain't none of them. Peace is not having everything going your way. He is our peace. You can be in the midst of turmoil, trials, difficulties, and disasters and be at perfect peace if our mind is stayed on Him. Because he is our peace. And all God's people say it. Amen. Can we give our peace and joy some praise and glory in his house today? Yes. Thank you, Lord, for peace. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord. I-